brought to you almost live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoking host, the good old boys. Suds, suds, it's time for more suds. Welcome everybody to this sud segment where good beer meets bad radio. I was always wondering what that greeting would sound like. Hey, how you doing? I'm bad radio. (laughs) Would you shake with your left hand or your right hand? Is there like a a secret hand signal that you would make during that greeting? I think bad radio is a hugger. And would it be a good? Would it be a good meet? I mean, let's face it. I think good or bad radio is a hugger, but I think he's a hugger that hugs just a minute too long. (laughs) There you go. That's probably it. Well, this is good old boy Mike uh, for this sud segment. Joining me here at the table is good old boy Dave. I am all that is man. <laughs> he just, I think he starts thinking about that at yeah. least like 10 days in it. Guess who picks these sound bites, folks? <laughs> yeah, I agree. The, the fans pick them. <laughs> good old boy Kendall's here. It's a wonderful day to drink some beer. Oh, wow. Isn't every day a good day to Absolutely. drink beer? All right. And good old boy Caperton. Howdy. Yep. Well, uh, this said segment is going to be brought to you by the following. The Law Offices of Scratchers J. Scratcherton. Are you a kitty? Do you need an attorney? Go to the Law Offices of Scratchers J. Scratcherton. She'll fight for her clients every time. Scratchers J. Scratcherton, attorney at law. She'll fight injustice and give her clients paw. Wait, I call <laughs> Today's episode is a brewery takeover. Um... Uh, well, actually, it's more of like a takeover and a half. So we have four beers from one of the most exciting or exceedingly craft breweries from the last several years. Exceedingly exciting. Uh, yeah. Tired Hands Brewing Company from Ardmore, Pennsylvania, just outside Philadelphia. We'll have uh, four beers from them today. And to round out this flight, we're going to have another beer from a small but very much up and coming brewery in that same area called Forest and Maine. Now, Dave, I'm guessing it would be uh, a stretch goal for you to actually do some research on any of these breweries. Ordinarily, you would be correct. However, as I visited both of these breweries, I can tell you some things about them. For instance, they're both just outside Philadelphia. Uh, yeah, I believe that we already said that. Thank you very much. Uh, all right. Well, hold on. Let me mm-hmm. consult my notes here. Uh, let's see. Tired Hands Brewing Company was started by Jean Broilet. I guess that's how you say his name. Jean Broilet. Okay. Creme Brulee, whatever. <laughs> uh, and his wife, wow. Julie. <laughs> he previously, he has previously brewed at Weyerbacher. He's they, a high school graduate. They're awesome. <laughs> Weyerbacher. And, uh. I never learned to read. <laughs> And at uh, Iron Hill, both uh, both those places make great beer. By the way, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, it was uh, the original location is the Brew Cafe, not Brew Pub, Brew Cafe. Mm. But they also have the Funkateria, well, where they a do a twist. lot of their barrel aging. And did I mention that they're just outside Philadelphia? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> okay, that's where the cream cheese is from, uh, right? So, uh, what else can you tell us about Forest and Main Brewing Company? And if you say that they're loaded. Located on the quarter of Forest in Maine, I I will bring bodily harm to you, okay? I have no comment. <laughs> hey, look, guys, can we just start drinking this beer? Yeah, that's about the only thing that's going to save us. So uh, I, I completely agree. Caperton, will you tell us what tired hand beers we're going to have today as well as the Forest in Maine? Why, certainly I can do that. Gadfly, the Tired Hands Brewing Company, we have today are gladly what yeah right <laughs> no more beer for caper i'm not reading this anymore That's right yeah You're okay. usually not this so bad to the third show <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay so today from tired hands we have their uh american pale ale known as hop hands um 
Is that the same thing as jazz hands, but it's with hops? It looks sort of like <laughs> their their logo is a little jazz handy. So it is creepy, jazz handy. creepy. The, lo- jazz the hands. logo he started drawing that in college, but he never knew what it was for. This is why I'm not invited to those marketing meetings because I come up with these really. There tough are questions. other reasons yeah. you're not invited. Right, to I'm sure places like this next one. Anywho, back to the beers we're drinking. So Hop Hands American Pale Ale. Their five leaves left double IPA, which is the fifth iteration of five. If you if you follow so all the fives, like twenty five, five left? fives correctly, yeah. um, and those were single hop beers. I think is what we're saying. Yes, this one okay. has Cascade, and this is Cascade. We're doing the fifth iteration of five leaves left. Um, Horizon. Their Saison slash farmhouse ale and seeds and stems, a double IPA collaboration with Stillwater Brewing Company and from Forest and Main Brewing Company. So a triple, triple threat there. Um, oh no, I'm, I'm reading all screwy again. Uh, not a triple collaboration, just a double collaboration <laughs> with Stillwater, seeds and stems. Do you hold hands three times longer in a triple collaboration? <laughs> So the seeds and stems, we'll we'll go into. Do you sing Kumbaya in three different verses? Okay, <laughs> absolutely. Right. Bear with me. This was this is this, this is complicated, this folks. Is, There's yeah, a, yeah, a lot of words here, man. <laughs> Let's see. And lastly, casting tryouts. Take four for Cape Forest, Forest in Maine, which is not a collaboration. It's actually a brewery, as we mentioned earlier. Forest in Maine Brewing Company. We have their Solaire Reserve, a farmhouse ale. Mm. All right, folks. Well, that's all the time we have for today. (laughs) Sorry. Thank you, Caperton. (laughs) (laughs) There was just to point out, there was a point where we said, let's go over this and look at it. Mm. And uh, Kendall, we're going to be just something with these beers today. Would you please tell us uh, the Suds ratings you're going to be using? Oh, and I want you to use your favorite Rocky Balboa accent. Yo. Yo, Adrian. Okay, we'll be discussing and rating these beers with these Suds ratings, plus our signature belching sounds. Better than I thought. Hey, Mickey, hear those ratings now. Yo, Adrian, that sucks. Give me anything but a bud. He's really good at this. Oh, Polly, was that a belch? Cut me, Mick. Ah, what a relief. You know, I'm going to say to Apollo, a body should really not make that sound. <laughs> and number five. Listen to that hang time. Give me another. I am the greatest. That was pretty awesome. I'm going to have to say that that was a good, that was a good setting the bar really high. That know? was. Yeah. Yeah. That's the best sudge range we've had in a while. stepped up and knocked I, that one I, out of I think giving him a good advance notice and us drinking enough <laughs> yeah. beer brought that around. So, you know. I'm a fan. Um, yeah. A fan of what, though? <laughs> so, Philadelphia, really great, you know, beer area. And I was thinking about some things. We mentioned Iron Hill. And I remember spending uh, quite a bit of time in Westchester which was really kind of the back uh, yard for Michael Jackson, who is really kind of like the king of pop. He is the, well, he is the king (laughs) of, you know, uh, defining American beer, uh, at least in print form. And so uh, I really enjoyed getting to, you know, get to know Philadelphia itself. We were, uh, we were having some fun talking about, um, the uh, the Rocky Balboa statue uh, that is uh, it's on the public library steps because it's actually part of the movie if you haven't seen it but they keep moving it around <laughs> <laughs> is it kind of ironic that they would put a statue of a boxer with a lot of head damage on the steps of a library <laughs> <laughs> is that the inspiring point of leadership in, in the Philadelphia it's oh area? so Philly <laughs> it's oh so Philly <laughs> I was thinking of like a desperate Flyers, you know, fan, just, you know, kind of sitting on the steps going, when are they going to win? You know? Yeah. yeah. Something like that. <laughs> but I really love the area. And, and there are a lot of really great, you know, places to enjoy beer in the area. Probably one of the most famous is Monk's Cafe. Um, oh, yeah. So uh, it's it's just, it's a really great place. I It's one of the few places you can get uh, uh, 
Pliny the Younger um, in the on the West Coast, or is it Pliny the Elder? Pliny the Elder on the East Coast. Coast. Yeah, I always get which one. Pliny the Younger is the one that's available. Pliny the Elder is the one that's difficult to find. Right, Younger Younger is available one day. Yeah, Yeah. and usually at Santa Rosa. I always get those backwards. So, yeah, it's a really great place and. uh, another place that's really close amongst cafe is the Belgian, um, the Belgian cafe, which is I think just a couple of blocks away from Monks, um, and I, I really enjoy both of those. So some really great Belgian bars and great beer, you know, just a great beer scene, you know, in Philadelphia itself. I'm so glad we're getting to talk uh, about Tired Hands. It was one of my favorite beers from the Shelton Beer uh, Festival, um, but we're not having that beer here today, but we are having some other ones uh, that we're going to get to talk about. So I'm looking forward to all these. Um, so these hot beers that we have in the lineup, Lupulin powder, not not Lupulin powder, do we know? I don't mm-hmm. think so. They don't uh, taste like they're Lupulin powder. Hmm. They're juicy. Yeah. Kind of juicy, but I, is that more from the, the grain bill? I mean, like yeah. the, the texture, the soft texture? Well, I don't I t- know. <clears throat> I'll tell you what. Let me introduce this first beer. We'll take a quick break, and then we'll come back, and we'll talk about it. First beer we're going to talk about today is Hop Hands. This is an American pale ale. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's 4.8%. Here is the description. I'll let you think about this. Our exceedingly aromatic pale ale brewed with oats and hops with a blend of Amarillo, Simcoe, and Centennial. So... While you're at the break, I want you to think about all of the times that you would describe something as exceedingly. Exceedingly. Exceedingly, yes. Like, exceedingly, I'm watching too much cable TV. We've said <laughs> the word exceedingly, exceedingly too many times. Way yeah, too many is. times. I think we're exceedingly stretching all the way into the first break. <laughs> mm. Well, this silence is exceedingly <laughs> disturbing. <laughs> we'll be right back after this break. Rolling clouds and crashing surf Iridescent dunes reflecting By the light of a rising glowing moon Seashore mesmerizing Night breeze hypnotizing We've come across these back roads none too soon Look to the left, to the right Keep your eyes on the road, my darling Wondering if we're only passing through Open roads and open windows My hand is yours forever, sweet love Hey, welcome back to Sip, Suds, and Smokes. This is good old boy Mike. And on today's Suds episode, we are going over a flight from Tired Hands Brewing and Forest in Maine. And we were just introducing the exceedingly uh, awesome first beer, which was Hop Hands from from uh, Tired Hands. Um, so we're did you come up with any other like times you really need to use the words exceedingly? Like, you know, uh, I'm I'm exceedingly bored at a, we- a wedding or. You know. Is it better to say exceedingly than excessively? Well, yes. excessively is too much. Man. It depends a on little, whether a little too much. It depends yeah. on whether you're northern or southern. You know, <laughs> drift in the U.S. So exceeding is just see if you're on the west coast, you can use those like words either way. Exceedingly, you're just really <laughs> ambitious. Like yeah. you went for it, hundred ten excessively, baby. you overdid it. Okay, yeah, excessively so we'll, okay, is like hundred fifty. So we'll see if we, if they exceedingly hit our taste profile for this. What are your tasting notes here on Hop Hands? I thought uh, I I found the aroma to not be exceedingly aromatic, wimpy, um, wimpy, wimpy. but keeping in mind that this is a pale ale uh, sitting next to a couple of double IPAs, so you have to kind of keep that in perspective. But if you're going to say that something is exceedingly aromatic, it yeah. should be exceedingly, aromatic. <laughs> and it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I found I think it's a good pale ale. I, I do. I, I don't think it's amazing or anything, but it's. It's it's a pale ale. Like if I if I live near there, I would go there and I would I would drink pints of this 
whole time. Uh, I thought of the three hops. I thought the Simcoe was the star of the blend. That's what I was picking up in some measure point of exceedingly dominating. <laughs> yeah, when I first was trying to get up those exceeding aromatics, the first thing that hit my nose was just a little hint of cattiness, which I sometimes yeah. can get yeah. from the Simcoe. Yeah. Mm. But immediately then it just yeah. transitioned into those citrus fruits, a lot of grapefruit. Um, but I, I didn't think it was very big on the nose. It's yeah. a good beer. Uh, it's will, nice and crisp. I'd like to say that this this beer falls into a category that I think um, merits a discussion on its own, and that is a beer that is has um, Hands instructions on the, on the label for you how to store it and to drink it right away. So there are right? excessive instructions or there are, exceedingly there is, excessive. There's an exceeding <laughs> amount of words on this Detail. label. Yeah. And um, what are the and, and they they say that it is hyper fresh, unfiltered, and fragile, <laughs> and that you should enjoy the contents asap. Now this beer is only like two weeks old, so yeah. I mean I think this will still be okay within enough. the window. Yeah. But uh, but I, I think you also kind of open the door there of plausible deniability of saying, like, well, oh, if uh, it, yeah, yep. sorry, dude, you didn't drink it fresh enough, yep. you know. So you Should drove it. Oh, you didn't drink it at the tap room. That's, you didn't drink yeah, it before yeah. we put it in the can, did you? Well, there but, you go. But I've, I'll say I thought it was great. I'm partial to pale ales over over um, some other styles. I, I like the I like the shallow end of the pool, I, so to speak. I do think that it stepped a little too far down the path of an IPA, though, um, just because the, of the distinction is hard to draw. There, it is, and sure. I tend to think of APAs as being a bit more malt forward mm -hmm. and um, not necessarily having the measured. Uh, this was a softy uh, sure. bitterness, you know, in terms of the finish itself, and that was one thing from a stylistic, you know, perspective. You know, I, I thought I thought it was just not an APA, I, uh, but. Just looking at the beer itself, you know, I just thought that it was um, fair, average, you know, kind of a fair balance to it all. I would give this to somebody that would say, do you have a an IPA that's not so hoppy? Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah it's almost like mm -hmm. those low-end, um, like a low Pivo ABB session IPA. Session like IPA. a Pivo yeah. Pills. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's got the yeah. flavor, but it's yeah. very light. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's, very, it's a very murky territory. Mm. There you go. Well, our Sip Suds and Smokes rating for Hop Hands from Tired Hands is going to be a three. Our next beer on this adventure is going to be Seeds and Stems. It is a American Double uh, Imperial IPA, 8.4% ABV, and here are the notes from the brewery. Seeds and Stems is an oak-conditioned hemp seed double IPA we brewed in collaboration with our buddy Brian from Stillwater Artisanal. Brewed with Pilsner malt, oat malt, wheat malt, as well as 150 pounds of a wholesome hemp seed conditioned on American and French oak spirals and dry hopped with Galaxy, Simcoe, Citra, and Columbus. Far out notes of honeydew. Yeah. So, uh... We uh, were looking at this going, eh, what would you describe as uh, wholesome hemp seeds as opposed to non-wholesome hemp seeds? I mean, do you walk up to the counter and going, hey, uh, do you have any non-wholesome hemp seeds today here? <laughs> you know, well, you I can buy have the wholesome ones in the front room, but for the unwholesome ones, oh, you that's have where to you go gotta to the go. back. You got to know a guy. Loading dock. What's yeah. up with this? Got to go to the loading. I think dock. it depends on who's growing them. You know, is it a nice wholesome dude or just you know some <laughs> some dirty hippie? So if it what was, is the difference between those things? Well, if you were if it was <laughs> if these were Amish grown hemp seeds, that would be wholesome. That'd be exceedingly wholesome. Yeah. What okay. if they're okay. certified organic? I think Brian just grabbed a bag of something they had left over and said, "Let's toss this in and see what happens." Yeah. That's what I think. Okay. Um. So, what else did you guys think about Simpsons seeds and stems from Tired Hands? I thought this one was exceedingly aromatic. In fact, that was I thought the best thing about the beer. I picked up just huge tropical fruit and melon notes up front, but then in the flavor, it was a little more muddled. Um, it, was, it had been on oak, and I was picking up a little tannic bite from that, and it just seemed like there were a lot of things going on in the flavor, and I thought they were kind of clashing with each other. Hmm. 
I think one of the most yeah. unique uh, aromas, uh, definitely in this flight, but period. Um, I don't, I don't think I've smelled a beer that quite, you know, was like this. And that was one thing was just the u- unique element of this. Um, but it, it did smell wholesome. I'll say that as this beer is warmed, I, I mean, I liked it. Uh, I like it a little more now that it's starting to really kind of express itself a little bit now that it's kind of rounding out a little yeah. bit. Yeah, for sure. But uh, it's getting a lot more fuller. It is. Uh, yeah. The is sugars fuller. are kind of opening up and it's really kind of hanging around, you know, the palate a lot longer. But like a lot of collaborations, um, I think that. Uh, this has been a discussion going on amongst friends for a while about um, do you make better beer together yeah, or what is a collaboration leave beer? each other alone and and yeah. I think our expectations like great plus great has to equal amazing yeah. right so that when it doesn't we're like eh, I think I'm in know. the camp of uh, just uh, sing kumbaya together send Christmas cards yeah. but not brew together okay drink together don't brew together yeah <laughs> do your thing man uh, th- but anyway, that's I, I feel like this is no exception to the uh, collaboration curse. But that said, I, I was I was I think, pretty pleased with it. I think it was of the hoppy beers. This was had the most dynamic and interesting flavors and aromas. Um, the others were softer. I didn't get. I don't know that I felt like the barrel or not the barrels, but the oak spirals. I don't feel like I I got a lot of contribution out of them i think kendall nailed it it's just it's just, everything's just about. kind of muddled in there and it's nothing really um seems distinct you know yeah um it just seemed like th- this was stepping down a path where they were looking at experimentation with both ingredients as well as staving um and wood presentation and um I don't know. Yeah, uh, maybe like the fifth iteration of this would be a lot better than the than the first one. Maybe when so. it first came out, it was really sharp, and they thought, okay, we'll put it on oak for a little bit. And I don't. Yeah, I'm not sure what the thing. I don't know what their plan so, was. A lot so. going on there. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, our rating for seeds and stems for Tired Hands Brewing is going to be a three. <laughs> Moving right on along. Uh, we're going to get to our next beer, which is from Tired Hands as well, called Five Leaves Left. And we skipped one leaf and two leaf and three leaves, and we're on the fifth iteration. So each of these was, uh, we believe, was a unique hop presentation. Here's the description. It's an American Double Imperial IPA. The ABV on this is 8%. Here is a quick uh, description from the brewery. Five Leaves Left, or the fifth, or V, is the fifth. <laughs> it is the fifth and final installment in our series of single hop double IPAs. My head hurt. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With a single added sugar. This iteration was brewed with a base of malted oats and jaggery, a sugar a sugar derived from palm sap. As opposed to Mick Jaggery? Mm, I don't know. We're going to talk you about that. You don't want that in your beer. I can tell Hops, you that. <laughs> Hops singly and intensely with the ever so important cascade notes of bright tangerine, citrus flower, coconut flesh, cut grass, and solitude. What the heck does solitude <laughs> yeah, taste like? <laughs> you just had to figure that out Fell on your off own. the beam there. Hang on a second. Uh, are you getting like exceedingly solitude off this or what kind, you know, really? I like how they say solitude at the end of like five descriptors. Yeah. Know? So are you getting five iterations of solitude or it's just one like, iteration? People of say this tastes like sadness or, you know. This is also why I'm not invited to those marketing meetings, right? <laughs> tough. It's a tough job. Yeah. What do you guys think of uh, of the fifth iteration of the single hop? This uh, was beer my here? favorite beer of the flight. Um, just because the the flavors and the and actually the aroma and the mouthfeel all were very soft. But as this thing is warmed up, I, I feel like the the flavors and aromas are coming out more. But it still has a really nice mouthfeel to me. Um, and like I said, it's kind of kind of softer and more uh, more balanced and well rounded. I like this beer a lot. 
Yeah, I, I thought it was great. It was of the hoppy beers. Uh, it was my favorite. I still think I like the one of the farmhouses better, but this was, uh, I think, really nice, soft and creamy. It had a little sweetness in the middle, then it finishes dry and bitter. That's that jaggery. Yeah, the jaggery's that doing jaggery. that. Right in the middle. The thing I like about it, and I love Cascade hops. I, I think they're overlooked. They're definitely not the cool hop anymore, but just that beautiful, traditional grapefruit, a little yeah, bit of piney uh, bitterness. I agree. It, it was, just worked really well in this beer. I wrote the same thing that it was a nice nod to to, to tradition there with the with the Cascade. Um, hop. Can you guys think of any other single hop Cascade beers that are comparative? Um, I know we've had several breweries that have done this, where they've done you know a single hop series. But is there like a standard you know commercial example of Cascade hop beer? Not like this. Yeah, I don't think most people like. To Kendall's point, I don't think most people right now are using Cascade as a single hop or even as a primary hop. It usually goes into the blend, but usually yeah, that, yeah. And you know, all of the single hop stuff we're seeing, especially in these New England IPAs, they're they're trying to do the the really up and coming uh, Idaho new, Seven, New World, yeah, just stuff. the yeah. New Worldy stuff that's yeah. just really hip and new and yeah. giving us all those new and that's great. great. Flavors. I mean, that's great. I yeah, mean, it's, it's very experimental. Yeah. yeah. Um, I got some sweet melons uh, up front on this, kind of a subtle, sweet bitterness, you know, off this. I'm not really a huge fan of Cascade, um, you know, of Cascade hops. Um, yeah. So Cascade I, the dancer, he really <laughs> likes. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the stage. As Cascade. long as it's exceedingly, I'm okay with it. Yeah, so if it's yeah, like exceedingly yeah. Cascade she hops. she has nice melons in the I'd front, probably too. be just fine with this, you know. Um but the whole thing with the uh, the sugar that they chose to use off this, I wonder if that is, you know, uh, really creating some unique flavor profile here. Because um, I, when I'm looking at the sugars in this, I don't, I don't really don't see anything, or I'm not tasting anything where I go, wow, that's something you know markedly different. And I'm betting that sugar has got to be you know like ten times the price, you know, just regular sure, cane sugar. Sure. Yep. I don't even know where you get jaggery. Yeah. Yeah. Probably at the same place you buy exceedingly solitude. <laughs> <laughs> Despite the, all that. Do you think I, the jaggery was wholesome? <laughs> Probably, yeah. So this is why we're not invited to the marketing meetings collectively, Dave. So, so if it's palm sugar, do you have to add it by the handful? That's a good one. That's oh, a good one. It, no, what, no effect? No rim shot That's, off that? Yeah. Whoop. There Thank you go. You See, so I knew you'd Thank come you. around. You're yeah, laying down over there, man. I thought that joke spoke for itself. Yeah, mm. You're right. It didn't need embellishment. Yeah. So, did anybody have uh, any of the other uh, single hop version out of this line? No, 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 no a lot I of head nodding. Yeah, yeah. So, I wonder if this was, you know, a pinnacle moment, or if this was, oh crap, we've got this last one to do. They you know? built up to this, or yeah, yeah you know, because. I've seen, you know, as other brewers have kind of gone into this, you know, point of, you know, actually doing single hop. It seems like they get into it like two uh, hops into it, you know, and it's like, oh, crap, these are not tasting like I thought they would, you know. Yep. And then they start goosing with them to say, oh, man, I'm brewing like 400, you know, barrels of stump that's not selling and I need to fix it on the fly. And they don't realize they don't recognize that. That, you know, single hop presentation is not something that beer consumers are really used to uh, in in terms of a flavor profile. That's so something that, something that really should have wound up as a as a pilot program, right. you tap know, in a tap room only, yeah. you know, situation, it winds up, you know, going commercial and people are going, I don't get this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. And we've seen, good um, you know, some other things like that. I'm thinking of uh, definitely a couple of runs, you know, with Galaxy and a Especially Nugget, you know, right? Uh, hop where they go, hmm, what was I thinking? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you weren't. So you were thinking. A Saz single hop. Sometimes beer, the consumer yeah. just doesn't want to be educated, right? They just want a good beer. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Just give me a good yeah. beer. Yeah. Yeah. drink. I want an exceedingly wholesome good beer. <laughs> so See, I, I should also, I'd be remiss not to say hats off for the. For the Nick Drake, uh, absolutely reference as well on this beer. This would be a good thing to do, kind of like what uh, like Revolution did with their Hero, yeah, League of Heroes, yeah, yeah. where you put it into a, a combo pack 
and you can taste that yeah. way you can taste yeah. all five and yeah yep. you know i've even seen people sit down and do blending on the back end you know um yep. just out of cans and they're coming up with their own proportions of what hops you know they like you yeah. know almost like as a mad scientist you know kind of blending kit. single hop beers may be best released in little groups like that yeah know? I, you know, I agree. If you really so that want people to understand it, you have to let them taste it side by side. Sure. I, sure. yeah, I think that's a good example that you had from Revolution and the way they released that yeah. as a yeah, as I a agree. common pack. Uh, that would have uh, well, I'm pretty smart, so I mean, hmm. know, I, I do things like that. All right, everybody thinks that Dave is exceedingly just you know, but really way above his pay grade. Raise your hand, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dave, ra- Dave raised his hand as well. Yeah, that was what was funny about that. So. <laughs> Screw you guys. Well, our uh, our sip suds and smokes rating for five leaves left is going to be a four. The fifth iteration. The fifth iteration uh, of the five leaves left. Uh, v. Uh, the V. The V. It was exceedingly almost a four. So yes. Um. <laughs> Well, we have a couple more beers to talk about on today's episode, but um, yeah, I mean, uh, do you when you're looking back at what they've done here with Hop Hands, um, which was the first one we kind of led into, do you do you like how they're kind of playing around with hop blends, or you like how they went down this path of you know doing a single hop series? Which do you? Do you like them as blenders or, or you know, the single hop brewer kind of thing? I think they both have their place. Sure. I'm going to say blending, though, because I think uh, for the Northeastern IPA anyway, which they're sort of you gotta have, they're known for. You know, if you really want to build that big, juicy yeah. kind of flavor. You can't get there with usually just one hop. Unless it's mosaic, which is the perfect hop that you can. That's better than all other hops, and you can use that's it for anything. Debatable. Too. <laughs> I thought I thought the mix on the hop hands worked really well together. Yeah, it did. That uh, Amarillo, Simcoe, and Centennial. They each played off each other and brought a you know different types of bitterness, different types of fruitiness. Yeah, I think it's just really tough to create a really a great commercially viable beer with single hop. That's all. It's tough, so. for sure. Unless it's mosaic. Hey, we'll be right back Not after this break. The destination, but baby, the whole elation riding down this lover's avenue. As slow as a willow blows, or as fast as the whirlwind grows, we glide beneath. Stars in cobalt blue Look to the left To the right Keep your eyes on the road My darling Wondering if we're only Passing through Open roads and open windows My hand is yours forever Sweet love Our eyes ahead Hey, welcome back to Sip, Suds, and Smokes. On today's episode, we're going through the exceedingly awesome Tired Hands Brewing Company, along with a beer from Forest in Maine. And we have a couple more beers that we're going to go over. Um, our next beer is going to be a uh, called the uh, uh, Orison. Is that right? Did I say that? Orison. Orison. I think. Okay. I, I like my screwed up pronunciation a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> pronunciation a lot better than yours all right well that's one person phonetically yeah. speaking correct yeah our, <clears throat> i like the way i make it up yeah orison yeah i like that even better uh this beer this beer uh this beer is a uh saison farmhouse ale the it is 4.8 percent abv and here is a quick uh description from the brewery orison represents the progression and evolution of our Saison fermentation program. Orison is our Saison, Saison hands, left to the to condition in oak and then allowed to fully express itself exceedingly via a lengthy bottle conditioning period. Sorry, I had slipped that in. The end result is a highly refined, snappy, and pungent Saison that I feel, 
or they feel, is one of the most simplistic and exciting iterations of Saison that we have ever produced. And I am sitting next to somebody that goes to great pains to create the perfect Saison. So I am just dying to know what Caperton thinks about this beer. And is it go. exceedingly a Saison? And is it wholesome? If look, if you got if you need to go get a cup of coffee right now, this is the good time. Take yeah. Caperton along with you so, yeah. for this ride. So yeah. Well, yeah. I it, it, it is true. I'm quite fond of the style. And quite fond. That's a little I, bit that of is an understatement. That's exceedingly, exceedingly understated. I'm exceedingly fond of the Saison style and um of of the beers we had from Tired Hands. Predictably this was probably my favorite. But that said, they are correct. And it goes to the style in that these traditionally were pretty simple beers, right? I mean, they weren't, they weren't, they were made to be chugged, basically. By farmhands. Yeah. Or, <laughs> or yeah, workers or whoever. Yeah. Um, that, um, that definitely kind of comes through in this beer, I think, and and they and they indicated as such that um, I feel like rustic. Uh, yeah. Um, well, I, I don't know. In my opinion, rustic can be pretty complicated, right? I mean, rustic yeah. could also uh, indicate just a whole bunch of different grains and stuff. As yeah, long as true. it's wholesome. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of barn wood. Grain too. is grain. We've been taught over jaggery. the years yeah. by cereal manufacturers, Mike, that there's nothing more wholesome <laughs> than whole grain. grain, possibly milk. Whole but, grain plus milk. But That's the whole birth really defect thing back then. You know, <laughs> <that kind> of, <laughs> Sorry, I went down a dark path oh, yeah. of our I'm American feeling, I'm history. This there. is going to be a topic yeah. that we're just yeah. not going to have we're enough just, time yeah. for. Now everyone's crying. Effects <laughs> and wholesome like greens. To get. The dairy industry's efforts. And back to the beer. But um, so we've just so, alienated all so the I'm going to say with just those few elements of of uh, sort of a lemony tartness uh, from either the grain or or the yeast or the combination of the two uh, of light oakness oakiness sorry oakiness and uh and then you know some fruity spicy saison character i like the fact that it's 4.8 percent yeah it's, well, it's a small beer you again, know which is which a saison should be yeah right? And America, we we go kind of crazy with that. So to have yeah. an Amanu American manufacturer of a saison that's clocking in at under five percent—that's pretty impressive. That's that to me. They get a they get a nod for that alone because uh, that's not where the consumer usually um, spends their money. Hmm. But back to the beer. This beer, <laughs> I thought it was super balanced. I, I, um, no, no, nothing really clubbed you over the head here, but you caught every bit of what I think they were trying to accomplish here, which was the the barrel, the tartness, the yeast, um, and and the combination of those really drove this beer. Um, Definitely tart. Yeah, and I love that little tartness to it. It's very. I wrote down here. This is a great palate cleansing yeah, beer. Yeah, mm. I mean, it's yeah. so crisp, uh, so tart. I thought the simplicity is what made this a great beer hmm. because a saison, you know, that's a broad category. Um, people are doing a lot of different things in saisons, and some are wonderfully complex. But this one was simplistic, but that's in the best way. Hmm. It's clean, it's crisp, it's just um, a delicious beer that's not trying to do a lot, but it does it really well. Yeah, hmm. and I think this beer would taste fresh. A year from now, you know, I think it would taste very yeah. much like it tastes today. I think you're right. Uh, the thing that came to mind really fast when I had this was the uh, the dipstick, uh, you know, sugar uh, sweet tart. No, not you, not that oh, dipstick. Dipping dipping sticks. Dipping stick. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it has Kool Aid Kool Aid with a sugary stick. Well, because yeah. you know so that, that has a lot of the same uh, flavor profile in terms of the tart aspect, but. Mm -hmm. That powdery sugar, you know, yeah. uh, you know, aspect uh, was what I was really kind of getting off of this as well. And I don't know. I think that was a bit off-putting, you know, for <laughs> me. Um, I, <clears throat> I guess I just, um, 
That's yeah. I, I I'm looking for maybe something that is a bit more creamy in a saison mm-hmm. or or farmhouse. More wholesome. More wholesome. Um, there was a, a exceedingly wholesome. I thought there was a a very distinctive dry finish off this as well, and that was other, something else that I was kind of like, hmm, okay. So we're really yep. going down the path of just doing a kettle sour. Or, you know, we're off to a basic lambic beer. You know, headed down this path. You know, maybe we're not using full blown mm-hmm. bugs, but um, saison should be pretty dry though. I mean, stylistically speaking. Yeah, I yeah. agree. But um, I, maybe I was looking at the word farmhouse instead of saison because yeah. I think of saisons. You know, farmhouse that, is a very confusing term. Yes. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, that was uh, one thing that kind of sh- uh, stuck out with me. When we first had this, and, and it was cold, I looked at the simplicity on it kind of as a, a drawback. Um, I just me felt too. like it was kind of one-dimensional, but as it's yeah, warmed up. Yeah. and uh, It has it, not gotten better. I think I think it has. I think <laughs> I think the tartness rounds out a little bit more. Yeah. I think the I think it, the dry finish is I, – I never felt like the dry finish was a – was a negative on it but yeah you know my favorite beers are dry as a bone as they say and so I, maybe I I was a just lot of look, people criticize like an empty bottle so maybe that. i was looking for something that was going to be in balance with uh, this you know kind of tart aspect that was going off this and i was i was looking for either more sugar or something that was going to be in some counterbalance you know not to a ton of body well. you know so that's yeah. that's probably well, that was you're missing the that there's there a little bit of a one-dimensional feel to it but um like I said, it's it's gotten a little bit better as it warmed up, but I still don't think it's, you know, I I don't think I think it's a good beer, but I don't think it's outstanding. Yeah. Um. But then you also always have to go back and keep in mind it's four point eight percent, so yeah. you are gonna get some restrictions on things with that. Well, uh, that does it for our tasting notes on Tired Hands Orison. See, I can say it in multiple ways and confuse or Orison, or please send us a note to let us know how to pronunciate this. And 10 correctly. more bottles. Our <laughs> Sips Hudson <laughs> yeah, Smokes rating for this is going to be a three. All right. So I figured out the beer that I, I really enjoyed, you know, at Shelton Brothers. It's called. Uh, the uh, daily, daily personal, personal best. best. Yeah. So this is, uh, I remember having that beer and it was just so amazing. Um, it, was it was so great. fresh. So, yeah, if you want to send a corny keg of that, you know, <laughs> for us, you know, as a production research, you know, just let us know. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know where. That beer was 11%, <clears throat> by the way. Yeah, that's probably. Dang. That's where you started at well, Shelton Brothers with an 11% beer? I, it was tasty. He ended, up, he ended up on the floor. <laughs> it could have been 40%. No wonder it was your like favorite. Beer. It was really good, you know. <laughs> that first one, whatever that first one was. Yeah. It was the one with no line and righteous I beer. I don't like drinking it, but I like when I feel good after it. <laughs> yeah, I still can't say the name of Orison. Speaking correctly. speaking of lines and Shelton Brothers, I'm just going to throw this in. There was there was a point on the second session where I was very close to the to the gate at the uh, at the VIP. It was my VIP session, and this was going to be the chance to get Cantillon right because the line was. Like that was like a 30 minute line for Cantillon, pretty much overrated. So, as I'm, I'm not gonna run because I'm Dave, right? Sure. So, I'm not gonna run for beer. I want video of you running. That's I'm not what gonna I run for beer. <laughs> so, I was walking swiftly, as we call it. And, uh, <laughs> he is and, a, and he is I a could, long strider. I though. could see him, man. They were waiting on me, right? Yeah. They, he had the bottle. He, he, he was, he was looking. We made <laughs> eye contact and my eye drifted off to the left <laughs> and I saw a, another brewer. I won't, I won't even say who, but, but I just sort of, it, it was that second in that second that just sort of looked away and kind of drifted off that direction. Like sixty people got in front of me, you know. So, so I didn't get. It's a skill. Yeah, yes, that's right. I should have. Like they were, they had Cantillon in multiple spots. Though they did, they did. That was kind of the secret. Yeah, yeah. You got to know a guy to know a guy. Yeah. Well, we we got about another five minutes to cover our last beer of the day, which is actually from Forest in Maine. This is the Solaire Reserve. And this beer is a Saison Farmhouse Hell as well. Uh, it is 5% ABV, 
And here are some quick notes from the brewer. Our 5% Saison, Solaire, bottled with several strains of bread. That's it. It says it all right there, Jay. They're not exceeding in the descriptors. That may be my favorite beer description ever. <laughs> That's it. That's it. It's a beer. Yeah. That would be my yeah. favorite beer description, which is, it is a beer. Enjoy. Yes, correct. This beer is really good. Um, yes. Nice. Lots of lemons. In fact, lemons. I'm pouring a little mm, more. Yeah. Nice, complex flavors and aromas. I The only thing I don't like about it is that it's so clear, which tells me they probably filtered it. Mm. And uh, I wish they hadn't. I want I want some of the bits. Yeah, maybe. Um, so we were talking about how the last one was so simple, and that's what I really enjoy about this is the simplicity of this particular yeah, beer. These, these beers were both pretty. Yeah, uh, but lots of lemons. Ballpark. Did yeah, I mention there's sure. lemons? Yeah, for sure. There's lots of lemons. I, I got right in the middle to where that uh, almost a dank funkiness starts up and then carries on through the aftertaste. And it's just I got that see classic that. funky, almost like a funky cheese. Uh, flavor mm-hmm. going on, yeah. But but some fruit too. I, I get some beautiful. I get a little pineapple on the nose. Not yep. so much in the flavor, but yeah, really good beer. Hmm. Yep. Nice hay. <laughs> <laughs> well, kind of a okay. kind of a, yeah. it, you know. So one of the things we always talk about, you know, with Brett beers is what are you covering up? You know, um, yeah. it just yeah. it's one of those things that you're. Are you making up for the sins of something that you know went wrong, you know, along the way somewhere? I don't think that's the case here. I, I don't think, think every I think you're adding a, adding a layer of complexity. And I agree. That is what I was going to say on the other side of this is that exactly that. I actually think this was very good stylistically, yeah. and, and I think you can taste everything else. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I don't know anything about Forest in Maine, and um, Dave, I think you've been there, right? a house on the corner of Forest and Main. There you go. They seem really classy. I like our crack label. research yeah. department. In the uh, the bar is built into a double wide doorway between a front room and probably what would be the dining room or a yeah. hallway. I'd love that unless there were like seven hundred people there. Yeah, no, it was it was later in the evening when we were there and they only had about four or five beers on tap i think but they were all really i've been told i would love them yeah yeah they would this beer and they would love you everybody's right yeah yeah but it was cool like there were people out on the porch and you know sitting around the side of the house and on the front porch and the front yard and you know hanging off the roof and stuff it was was nice nice that's a nice vibe yeah. You could eat dinner. I, I there. think this beer uh, managed again with with the barest of elements, a little more complexity than the tired hands. Yeah. Oh yeah. Agreed. Farmhouse for yeah. sure. Well, when I was tasting them in the flight, you know, we had basically everything in this same order, you know, that we were going through today, and I didn't recognize that this beer was actually from a different brewery, and I was like, oh, so basically the Solaire is the Brett version of the Orison, and not recognizing that. They are not even from the same yeah, brewery yeah, um, yeah. itself. So, um, yeah, I think you definitely more didn't. The, I think a little more of the grain came through in the forest in Maine, uh, in the Solaire Reserve for sure. There's a little bit more body to this beer. Yeah, I think the Solaire Reserve is a beer that you walk out in a full-blown, you know, 64-ounce growler and go, mm-hmm. yeah, it's time to sit down. I and, love these green, down I love these green yeah, bottle beers, too, like uh, from the – from the you Temple of St. Bob, you know. Skunky, uh, funky. Yeah, you know. I think uh, Do they just, have a, just a slightest little hint of that can really on be their bad. On their uh, bottle, they have exceedingly, you know, difficult instructions on how to <laughs> store it and pour it. It's a beautiful, <laughs> it's a beautiful label. Yeah, there's, uh, yeah. They just say, don't drink this if you're pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's optional in the state yeah. of Alabama, yeah. right? Uh, ooh. <laughs> Once again, I was wondering if we were going to get our, you know, ubiquitous Alabama joke. You know, I, yeah, it's going to happen. I was just looking for the magical moment. So this, if, this beer's pretty young, yeah. so it is uh, at risk. Oh yeah, we forgot to talk about your neighbor. Anyway, Underage, so yeah, that was, that was subtle. <laughs> our uh, uh, let's wrap up our uh, Suds ratings for Solaire Reserve from Forest in Maine. Oh, yeah. Our rating there is going to be a four for this. Uh, and I know we're supposed to go into the end of the show, but I only have, like, nothing of the of our script. Does anybody else have the closing script? Oh. Oh. 
We hope you enjoyed this episode, and you can catch all of our episodes online as well. Um, SoundCloud, Tuner, TuneIn, Stitcher, YouTube, Google Play, PRX, and Spreaker, our native media host. I want to thank uh, iTunes, Google Play, and our own Android app are the easiest way to enjoy the show on your phone. Just search for Sip, Sud, Smokes on iTunes or in the Google Play Store. We love your feedback, and you can reach us online at info at Sip, Suds, and Smokes. Our daily tasting notes flood on Twitter and Instagram every day at Sip, Sud, Smoke, and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. Please take the time to rate this episode if you're listening online. I want to thank each of our co-hosts today, Mike. <laughs> you <laughs> stumped him. Thanks stumped for coming him. and uh, keep on sipping. And uh, we wanted to let everybody know about Kendall's blog yeah. too. Yeah. Tell us yeah. about Beer Makes Three. Oh, my wife and I blog about the good news of good beer at beermakes3.com. Good old boy Caperton. I'm I'm just good old boy Caperton. Uh, and I was <laughs> had a great time today. Good old boy. Good old boy Dave. Uh, Dave looked confused. I usually have a noise to play, but I will just say. Hey, check out my 60-second uh, beer reviews on Instagram at Good Old Boy Dave. Absolutely. This is Good Old Boy Dave telling you to keep on chuggling. Tanhan production of Sip, Suds, and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>